0: Hello and welcome to Text Talks Extra. I am Tex, and today I am talking to a Zambian born and Botswana raised singer, songwriter, and activist. Now based in South Africa, his musical journey resembles that of his own self discovery, creating safe spaces for marginalized groups of people as a voice for those who are too afraid to speak out. I'm, of course, talking about Manga K. Manga, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, bestie.
0: It's only a pleasure. And this morning, you know, I was flipping through your new press pics, just to find the right one to use to promote the show. And I was checking it out and there's quite like a retro vintage feel to this aesthetic that you're putting out. And I wanted to know if there was a conscious decision to do, you know, working with the people that you have, because I know that you're very, very hands-on when it comes to all aspects of your career.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the past year, I was Getting so obsessed with the seventies and I was like re-watching um the Soul Train like from, from back in the seventies and the eighties. And um, also just found, like, discovered my, or rediscovered my love for Prince again and realized how much his experiences in music and artistry mirrored mine at the time. So it just felt Mm -hmm. right to tap into that world and that aesthetic for this new project.
0: I mean, can we also talk about the gorgeous artwork for Rebel Time? I mean, for those people who haven't seen it, it's an homage to the revolutionary group, the Black Panthers, and I'm obsessed with it. But the song is also equally as layered. And you and Sampa the Great are, you know, you're exploring the world as immigrants. And I wanted to know what Mm -hmm. conclusion you've come to now being an immigrant, especially living in a country that has a simmering xenophobic Mm -hmm. undercurrent to it.
1: Mm. You know, I think I'm one of the very few that have had like a really positive experience. Um, I mean, moving here, I've found my love for music again. And I've found myself here and found a community of people that understand me and, you know, love me and are there for me. And it's no shade to, you know, the other countries I've, I've lived in before. They all, you know, offered me beautiful experiences. But living in South Africa for me has just been one of the greatest blessings. Um, but I mean, evidently, with the conversation Sampa and I have had with, you know, her time in Australia and in the States, um, the experiences have been different, obviously, from a Western perspective. And it's, it's quite fascinating to hear that. And um, I am definitely on board to experiencing like the rest of the world when, when it's time to do that. But, you know, for now, I'm really, really happy to be here.
0: I mean, South Africa is a beautiful place.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I also had no idea you've been hiding from me That Sampa the Great was your cousin. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's just something that you you just left it out, Manga. (laughs) You just forgot to tell me. (laughs) It it
1: didn't seem relevant at the time until we put out the song.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. But what's the process like when it comes to working with family? Do you just pick up the phone and go, yo, we need to be on a track together or do you have to follow proper channels?
1: So, you know, we, because we've always just been in each other's lives since we were kids. So for us, it's always just been general conversations about catching up in life. And um, we had always talked about, you know, creating music together since we were kids, but we never found the time to. And you know, the pandemic hit, and we were like, "Cool, <laughs> yeah. let's catch up and 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 have conversations and see what can happen." But we never really forced it. It just so happened that we were having these conversations about being immigrants, and um, Greg Abrams and I had started working on the project, and he had sent me you know, the drum beat for Rebel Time and for some reason, it just felt like something that she would be perfect on. And so I sent her the idea and she was all bored for it. And, you know, it just happened really organically after a couple of weeks of figuring out what we wanted to say. She sent through her vocals, all freaking phenomenally done. And that was just the beginning of our first song together, which I'm extremely, extremely excited about.
0: I was gonna say, because now that she's featured on your EP, you're obviously going to feature on something to do with her music right in the future
1: of course she's always dragging me into her music video shoots and um and stuff so i mean as if she calls i'm honored to be there instantly and i I mean i can't say anything now because you know people keep secrets and everything but um definitely definitely would hope to be a part of it
0: listen this is a safe space you can tell me whatever (laughs) you want (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, your silence speaks volumes. But <laughs> we broke on Tex in the City last month, the news that you are now represented by the legendary PM Music UK in a new yeah. global publishing deal. And firstly, congratulations. I haven't had the chance to tell you. Well done. It's monumental. But explain for people listening why this deal is monumental for your career in terms of being able to write for other artists and the doors that this can open for you.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I've always wanted to, you know, get into a space of writing music for other people because I'm just always creative and I just want to you know give that to to other folks and so signing this publishing deal means that I get the opportunity to have writing sessions whether virtually or you know being having to flow into one of the 38 offices in London or LA um, and working with other songwriters and the artists and not only that I have the, I've signed my my catalog, so my re- releases, including this new EP, would be, you know, signed to Peer Music for syncing, which they could put on TV shows and, and films and, you know, the Netflix and the, and the HBOs. Um, oh, and, man. you know, it's just really nice to be able to have a team of folks that are actively going to work to make sure that the music reaches far and wide. And um, I won't lie, I didn't expect, you know, an opportunity like this to come by, um at this point in my career, but I'm, you know, I'm very grateful. And I think I've been working hard to get to this point. So I'm also, you know, I'm going to stand in, in that, in that power and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited and I deserve it.
0: <laughs> you do deserve it. And you should revel in your current success because you've been at it for like the last five years. Yeah. was even longer, Manga. I mean, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we featured like your first single that Greg Carlin probably sent me because he was working on it back in, yeah. I want to say, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, you've been out here. So celebrate all of your successes.
1: Absolutely. I think it's I think it's because, so in the last five years, I was in university um, and I had graduated in the middle of the lockdown and, you know, I had the distraction of school. Well, not really. I was still pursuing music, but it didn't feel like a full-time job until, you know, the pieces of paper landed. And, and on my doorstep, and I was like, cool, it's time to do this thing full-time now. And um, I mean, anyone can attest to being a full-time musician in a pandemic is, is, is difficult. Um, but I've, again, been one of the lucky few who's constantly been busy.
0: Mm. But you must be incredibly excited to release your upcoming EP, Candid. I mean... This is the one we've all been waiting for. It's an amalgamation of all the work that you've put out and the artists mm. that you know I've watched you become and detailing your experiences being young and black in this current social political mm. scene. And you know, you're you're dealing with lyrical subject matter that matters now more so than ever before. Mm. What was it like to draw from what was happening around you while you were making this EP? Because some heavy shit went down during lockdown.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think um, I'm, I'm I'm not as an emotional person as I was as a kid, but I, I realize I'm very empathetic and, you know, a lot of, for me personally, a lot of the social media consumption in the in the beginning stages of the lockdown were overwhelming. It was just like information overload with, you know, the Black Lives Matter stuff that was happening on Twitter, or you know, the gender-based violence cases that were happening right here at home. Um, I just, you know, empathized so deeply, and it broke my heart. And I, I I didn't really know how to deal with it at the time, so I had. I always had the project name um, Candid and I always knew that I wanted to tap into something really, really explicitly honest and, and, and vulnerable and powerful, but I just didn't know what direction I was going to go into. But I And I also knew that I wanted Greg Abrams to be the sole producer of the record. Um, so once we got into studio, which was actually a year ago today, um, we started working on it and, you know, after three days we just had all the songs kind of formed. And with Black Free and Beautiful, for example, I'd written that out of anger. Um, <laughs> I'd watched an episode of, of Lovecraft Country the, the night before, and it was on the Tulsa Massacre, which was um, a, a basic genocide that happened in the 1920s in America, mm-hmm. where a Black influential town was you know, burnt to the ground and so many people had died. And Lovecraft had shown this so viscerally um, that, you know, for any person dealing with Black trauma film, it can trigger you. And I was so triggered. And the next morning, I just had these ideas and these words and these melodies. And it just felt really safe to explore that in Greg's studio. And it just felt really right as well, because I, you know, I'd always thought of myself as a I guess, socially conscious, social justice warrior in my personal life, but I'd never found a way to authentically put that into my music because, you know, you don't want to just do it for the bandwagoning. You want to do it because, you know, people need to hear it and people need to resonate with it. And it just felt fitting to do that for this specific project to speak about, you know, a lot of important shit that um, I was going through and that I'm going through and that my friends are going through um, across the diaspora. And um, I'm just really, I think it's the best music that I've made at this point in my career. And um, lyrically, vocally, production-wise, it just feels super cinematic. It feels like something you would have as a soundtrack, whether for your life or for a movie you're watching.
0: You mentioned Greg Abrams who is an incredible musician and producer. What made you so sure that you wanted to work with him? Because you said that he was the only producer that you wanted to work with on the project. What made you so sure of that?
1: I think it's because Greg and I had built a foundation of friendship first. We had never, you know, spoken about working together. We we just like played a few shows together and we were like, cool. We like each other as friends. And then we had, uh, this was before lockdown had happened, January 2020, um, we had our first session together, and that was when we came up with who's it going to be featuring PH Fat. and mm-hmm. it just was so effortless. It was also the first time that I had opened up my writing with another person, because I'd always, you know, done the writing myself, um, just because, you know, I'd been in sessions before with very condescending folks that just weren't very collaborative but with Greg he was you know he's got so much to share so much knowledge to offer and you know just having someone that I could co-write with back and forth and you know have them push me to singing different melodies or doing different takes in in a, in a way that was more supportive than condescending i really loved mm-hmm. that about Greg it just his studio space is just a really safe environment to be myself and I think it took it took a while for me to find a safe space like that and so he just seemed like the perfect choice to dive into these important topics for the for the project.
0: And what was it like working with Mike Seitzman from PH Fat because I've always had the opinion that he's like a mad scientist when it comes to music and he's got this <laughs> boundless energy performance-wise but then when you talk to him There's so much going on in his mind. He's like multi-layered. So I'm 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 sure that working with him must have been an absolute trip.
1: Absolutely. I mean, so I came in as a fan. So I'd been to eleven PH Pad shows prior to even you know speaking to Mike, and I think up and I'm still gobsmacked at the fact that like we speak on WhatsApp or like constantly DM each other jokes and stuff. It's still very (laughs) weird and surreal to me, but. what's fascinating is that we're actually kind of the same person in the sense where like, we're very, um, you know, chaotic when we're on stage and very, you know, into it and our performances are out there, but then off stage we're so in our thoughts and constantly speaking about important things. And uh, Mike with our relationship, he definitely loves to psychoanalyze me, which, I mean, I guess it comes from his psychology degree, which I don't know if a lot of people know that he that he has. But um, it's it, the the studio session. I mean, we. So I just honestly didn't want to write a second verse <laughs> for the song. I was just lazy and I just wanted to have my food. And Mike had come in to I think drop <laughs> off some stuff because Greg and him were working in the same studio space at the time. And we were just like, "Hey, man, don't you want to yeah, jump on a verse and do something?" And he was more than willing to, and it was perfect. And Um, it just, it felt like that needed to happen. Felt like I needed to be lazy in that moment for a PHBAT collaboration (laughs) to ensue.
0: When I interviewed Mike on text talks, there was this whole bit that we cut out, but he basically psychoanalyzed my dreams that I was having. And he told me exactly what I was feeling that made me dream about that. So I totally understand where you're coming from you just be doing that to everybody huh? oh no Mike but listen we've reached the part of this podcast that I like to call this or that
1: welcome to this or that with text
0: where mm-hmm. I give you two things to choose from and mm-hmm. you pick which one you prefer
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you don't have to say why you picked that thing unless you want to okay
1: <laughs> okay
0: okay so are you ready
1: let's do it
0: okay Elephants or rhinos?
1: Hmm. Rhinos.
0: Cape Town or Johannesburg? Ooh, Joburg. A historical holiday or a party holiday?
1: Ooh, ooh. A uh, party holiday, because I'm not boring.
0: I probably also would have picked Party Holiday don't worry um streaming or vinyl hmm streaming interesting Solange or Janelle Monáe
1: oh my god how dare you (laughs) ah I have to pick Janelle Monáe because she's my mom
0: And then I think I know what you're going to pick for the last one, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Beyonce or Prince? Oh, uh, Prince. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. Oh. oh, my gosh. This is amazing, and I could do this all day. But we have come to the end of Textor's oh, no. Talks- extra. I know Manga it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today and I cannot wait until your EP comes out and we have so much to unpack because obviously I've given it a sneaky listen and it's so incredibly nuanced and I really want to unpack everything that's going on in there so please promise me that you'll come back
1: absolutely for you anything yay thank you so much for having me
0: Text Talks is coming to you from the amazing Kaya Creative Studios at Neighbourhood in beautiful Cape Town, South Africa. Shout out to Tom's, the only music store for keeping us connected. From me, your host, Tex, My producers, Jonathan Ings and Matt Lewis, and our researcher, El Clapper. Catch you on the flip side.